Hey everyone, welcome to a very special bonus episode of Lunch Therapy. Today's session is all about New Year's diets, and I asked my friend Dr. Dini Eichenstein to come on to talk about how we should all approach a New Year's diet, if we should approach it at all. So without further ado, here is my Lunch Therapy bonus session with Dr. Dini Eichenstein. Well, uh, Dini, we are live now. So thank you so much for coming on to talk about New Year's diets and body image and all this stuff that I feel like must come up for you a lot at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think my starting question for you would probably be how come so many of us, and I put myself in this category, start out the year so sure that this is the time we're going to finally stick to a exercise regimen and then inevitably uh, fall off the wagon and go back to our, you know, non-exercise ways. <laughs> I think that a fresh start is very exciting. And mm-hmm. I think people fall off because it stops being exciting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Craig accused me. I mean, I bought a jump rope two days ago and cool. he gave me like a, he gave me like a whole quiz beforehand. He's like, are you really going to use it? Or I was like, Craig, it's a jump rope. It's $8. And it then I tried no space, takes up no space. And I did it yesterday or two days ago. And I was like, eh, it's not that great. So he's like, wow, you're already over your jump rope. And I'm like, but I didn't even like it to begin with. Right. You were never into it. Yeah, that's true. Well, what I'm doing now, so I'll tell you my, what my, my shifting strategies, and then we can get into the broader conversation, but we'll start with just me. I mean, I, in the holiday season was cooking cookies, you know, cakes, and I just let myself eat anything and everything. Um, and now I'm going to the other extreme and I'm doing like salads and beans and I don't even know if beans are healthy, but I like beans, um, protein, no carbs, no pasta, no dessert, no alcohol. And you're making faces. So I'm already thinking this is maybe too, too extreme. What do you think? Well, how long have you, let me ask you this. How long do you want, or do you plan to sustain this? Oh, great question. Okay. So here's my thought as I'm trying to change my default mode. So like my default mode used to be eat whatever you want. And then every so often try to eat healthy, okay. but now, and I say healthy, like quote unquote healthy. Um, but my, I'm trying to change my default mode so that the default is to try to eat mindfully, if that's the better word, so that I'm eating, you know, whole foods and like vegetables and fruits and proteins and whatever. And then when I do eat pasta or I do eat dessert, that's totally fine to do that. Um, it's just, it, that's the exception. Like that's not yeah, the you're norm. Do the inverse. Yeah. So I don't know what the, to answer your question of how long I plan to do this. I mean, for the rest of my life, potentially, <laughs> like, I mean, I just like, I, I, I know as a food writer, I am going to be invited to food dinner parties. I'm going to be invited to restaurants. And so inevitably I'm not worried about my access to and the inevitable moment where I'm going to eat something yeah. heavy. It's just a question of how do I return back to the start, you know? So you don't know. Mm-mm. It's just for now. It's just like right now, this is what I'm doing. And I actually think that's kind of healthy Mm -hmm. to be like, this is what I'm doing right now. And then I can reevaluate anytime. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be so hard and fast. Well, my, my tendency is to to, um, slip up, I guess, or like have a really heavy meal one night 
And then what happens is the next day I start to feel like, well, what was, what's the point of exercising? I just ate like a gigantic thing of pasta and a huge piece of cake. So if I burn 150 to 200 calories, which isn't even that much, like that's not going to even come close. So I'll just lay on the couch. And then it's just, it's like a snowball rolling down the hill. Yeah, totally. But yeah. that means that like, what's the point of working out means that the point for you normally would be to like lose weight or yeah. Well, for now, I'd like to lose weight. Like my goal is to lose okay. the pandemic weight. So to answer your original question, I guess this is until I lose 10 to 15 pounds. See, I think the problem is that most people aren't clear about like to themselves about why they're doing it. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, New Year, I need to help. But it's like, what am I really trying to do? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So just be concrete and specific about the goal as opposed to this abstract notion of healthy eating. and healthy Like living. New Year, I'm going to be healthy now. Like it's just all too vague. And then you have to mm. think about like, well, why do I want to lose weight? And like, is that a sustainable goal? And mm -hmm. how am I talking to myself about what I'm doing? And like, even like you talking about pasta and desserts, like there's like a thing, there's like a little like undercurrent of shame mm -hmm. about it, which is so shitty. You yeah. should enjoy those things. I mean, I know you, it brings you so <laughs> much joy. And yeah. me too, I'm the same way. Like pasta is life for me. Like there's no greater joy for me than eating pasta. Like didn't I make you pasta once? Yeah, it's the best pasta I've ever had. Oh, it's stop it. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's a really good point. I guess this leads to the next thing I wanted to ask you about, which was the broader stuff, which is like, it seems to me like in the, in the times that we're living in right now, it's very confusing to understand the like paradigm between like body positivity and then physical health and then yeah, the, way, the way you look and how you feel about it. I just, I find it all very confusing and I'm curious if you could talk about it. I find it confusing too. Mm -hmm. um, there is so much muddled in our culture about like what is health and what is beauty and what mm -hmm. is our standard of beauty. Like no one's really like, going to the doctor and getting like real data on like what is healthy it's just like oh if you look this way you must be healthy. like it's mm -hmm. none of it is none of it really makes sense it's all just like fucked up culture and perception right because I mean in terms of quality of life I mean I feel like there are people who eat wonderful food I mean I'm just thinking of like Italian grandmothers for some reason that came to mind sure. to just like you know make like beautiful torts and pastas, fresh pasta and just all that stuff. Pasta keeps coming up, um, <laughs> but just like enjoy it. They live their lives and maybe, you know, there's a little overweight, but according to society standards, but so what? And they're, you know, and what like, is overweight even? Yeah, like I know. The terms are like so fucked up and like they don't, they don't really make sense. But yeah, I think like enjoying the food you eat before, during and after is really essential. Like if you feel this like shame hangover about like mm -hmm. the rich food you ate, that's, that's not like what it's almost like, what's the point in eating it? If you're not going to like, feel like that was a, that was so fun. I really enjoyed it. That was great. Um, which is also different than like mindful eating. Like how did I feel in my body mm -hmm. after I ate this? Like, did, did I feel sick or was mm -hmm. that just like, Oh, I was full and content. Like these are all different things to be paying attention to. Well, that's a really good point about the shame because I think that speaks to the snowball effect. Yes. Because I think the thing that makes me want to, you know, eat, eat 
fruits and vegetables. I won't say healthy is, is like wanting to take care of myself. And it's like this feeling of like wanting to, you know, feel good when I'm out in the world and just, you know, and when I, and healthy in the sense of like getting my cholesterol down, like making sure my arteries aren't clogged. Um, and so I think the shame makes it so it's almost like you lose that sense of your own value and you lose that sense of wanting to preserve some, some yourself in a way, you know? So I think it gets a little tricky. Um, I mean, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is so relevant living in LA is like, where does it go? Like when, when somebody's like watching what they eat and exercising, like, where does it become a slippery slope into like suddenly becoming like an eating disorder or like disordered eating? Like that's something I've always wondered, especially with my many friends here who, you know, may like skip their lunches or not eat meals during the day. I mean, it's just like, is that an eating disorder or is that just um, their version of how they want to eat? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of disordered eating Mm -hmm. in our culture and in the city. Like, it's hard to not find it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to know like the real definition of eating disorder, like we could, I could pick up the DSM and read it to you, okay. <laughs> but like, that's like, there's, it's basically like a spectrum, I guess you could look at it and like an eating disorder, like a clinical eating disorder is like at the end of the spectrum of extreme. And then I think a lot of people are like in the middle of like, you got some body image and food issues mm-hmm. that are not worked out. And I don't know many people on the other side of the spectrum that have like a really healthy relationship with food and body. That's yeah. feels like a little bit hard to come by. And I think our culture is probably the biggest reason. Well, it also makes me think of like the patriarchy for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like, when you said you don't know anyone at the other end of the spectrum, I immediately thought of like Donald Trump and like people who are like, or just people who are like, you know, proudly overweight is that not the best example well, of that? donald trump is not a good example of health right oh i see someone <laughs> someone mentally healthy got it got it uh i mean okay like lizzo yeah i mean i can't tell you like all all we know about lizzo is like what she posts which is which i love i yeah. love Lizzo, and i think she does model like a really like healthy like body love attitude um, which I don't think has to do with weight or size. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it makes me wonder, like, in terms of somebody feeling psychologically healthy, I guess it makes me think about, like, the way we view ourselves and the distance between that and how the world views us and us trying mm-hmm. to process that divide. Because I can go, I can go walk out, you know, to West Hollywood tomorrow and take my shirt off on the dance floor and be like, I am the hottest guy here. And I could have like 30 guys like barf into puke bags and like run into the bathroom. You know, I'm just saying like you sometimes it seems like the real struggle is trying to understand how you come across to other people versus how you feel about yourself. Yeah, but we'll never really know how we come across to other people. And it's it's kind of a losing battle to try. Mm -hmm. Right. So then it's just a matter of how we feel about ourselves. And I think prioritizing how you prioritizing your own vision of yourself and how you want to feel about yourself and how you want to take care of yourself over like how it appears to other people, which is always in our heads. We, no one like knows what they look like even. Well, it's funny because I, I, I co 
exist in two cultures, um, one of which you're a part of, which is Jewish culture, and the other culture is gay culture, specifically gay male culture. And there's a real clash there because it's like when I was growing up with my mother and grandmother, they would like make me eat everything. And they'd be like, you didn't eat enough. And like, even on Yom Kippur, so they were like, Jewish. yeah, like make me eat because I was fasting. And then in gay male culture, I just feel like, you know, you go when I travel with friends or just, I know so many gay men that, you know, have this idea of what they want their bodies to look like. And they, they go out, go to the gym all the time. And I just feel like for me, there's that internal struggle of like trying to, and when you said like, what do you want for yourself? It, it should be for yourself. It's almost like there's a war within me between these two versions of myself, you know? And also food culture. Yeah, totally. And I think what's very confusing about food culture, and this is something that food writers talk about all the time, mm-hmm. is that a lot of the people who prepare, make the food that you see, like, I mean, I, I guess I can name like Alice and Roman, but like, um, just people who like are, you know, put themselves out there and sort of dress fashiony, like mm-hmm. don't tend to seem to like they're eating all of the food that they're making. Maybe she's not the best example, um, but mm-hmm. there's just, there's lots of people out there who's it seems like they're making food that they're not really eating, you know? Right. Right. But I don't know if that's really a therapy question. It's more of just a I gossipy mean, question. <laughs> yeah. Who, who can know? Who can really? Well, I mean, what do you think we're really talking about when we talk about all of this stuff? I mean, what, what is underneath all of this? A lot. I mean, probably like death and control and like, just mm-hmm. like bigger issues that we're trying to like channel through our bodies and what we put into them it's like Mm -hmm. about a lot more than food or counting calories or anything like that like I think anyone who's been in like eating disorder treatment will tell you like oh it's this is not about food Mm -hmm. like it's just everyone knows that this is about control control. yeah Yeah. it's about like self-loathing and not wanting to take up space and wanting to be like agreeable and small in all kinds of ways and Mm -hmm. you know so what is a psychologically healthy approach to wanting to lose weight (laughs) (laughs) oh man I mean I guess it depends like it god that's such a hard question to answer because it's so case dependent like even wanting to lose weight for a lot of people is not necessarily psychologically healthy. Like Mm -hmm. it really, that is a tricky question. I don't even know if I can answer it. Well, that's, that's probably smart of you because, you know, if you make a bald statement about it, it might not apply to all of your patients or yeah, I see what you're saying that it is specific, but like for me, for example, if I told you that my doctor, said I had high cholesterol, which is true that I did have it recently. Um, Would that be a psychologically healthy reason to want to get more into shape and to lose weight? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Even if a doctor told you like you need to lose five pounds, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you would necessarily be approaching it in a healthy way. Right, right. Because then you could feel self self loathing. You could starve yourself. Yeah, you could be super punishing about it. You could be like say like feel really shameful about like you could yeah like there's just it's that's why this is such tricky territory oh well it was nice of you to like you know it is nice of you to kind of try to tackle this with me I mean I I guess like to me you know as we're talking one psychologically healthy approach seems to me just in terms of how it makes you feel 
to eat lighter and to like exercise. Like today I did my Apple fitness. I just subscribed to. And so the jump rope's already gone, but now I'm like really into like, cause I have an Apple watch. So it pairs with the Apple, Apple TV and it kind of shows you your heart rate and it's, mm-hmm. and you can do like a dance workout. And so I did that. And now I feel, you know, the endorphins and I feel yeah. great. And that seems like a potentially psychologically healthy reason to exercise and to potentially eat. I had a salad for lunch. Like I just, I feel lighter. I feel good. Like, wouldn't that be psychologically healthy? <laughs> <laughs> the point of this interview is for me to sign off on what you're doing. <laughs> no, not um, at all. I mean, I guess it, like, yeah, I guess the point of the interview is to like talk to people who are probably in the same boat as me, who are about to start these diets, who are maybe in the middle of already starting them and feeling frustrated or worried about their ability to stick to it. And I guess to wonder like, what, what is the healthy version of that? And is there an approach that makes sense? You know? Yeah, I think there is, I think on, on both sides of whether it's like exercise or how you're eating, there's, there's better and worse ways to do it psychologically. Mm -hmm. And I think the worst ways to do it are ones that are like out of deprivation or punishment or shame, or just in other words, like being unkind Mm -hmm. to yourself while it's happening. I think like you could turn anything neutral negative if that's how you're doing it. if like exercise obviously is wonderful like it's mm-hmm. the best drug it's the healthiest thing you could do but you could even do that in a really unhealthy fucked up way oh yeah so, and and the same thing with food like food is can be like so nourishing obviously we need it to survive there's so much joy to be derived from it you can like heal so many things through food but it's, it's so complicated how you talk to yourself about it, how you feel in your body when you're full, like is just being full a place of shame for you? I know for a lot of people it can be. And just like when your stomach is empty and you're hungry, like, is that, does that feel good to you? Like it, mm-hmm. it goes, it goes that direction too. So I think it's all about like how you're talking to yourself when you're doing it mm-hmm. and checking in really honestly about how things feel. That's really helpful. I like that. Hey. See, this wasn't a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> I never thought it would be. <laughs> no, that's really smart. I mean, like to bring that back to me, because, you know, this is my podcast. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've i been trying intermittent fasting in the morning, which to hmm. me feels like a doable thing. Like just wake up, have, I have coffee and then just wait till lunch and then exercise before I eat to burn more calories. And then um, eat a, eat salad or something. But, but to your point about like the voice in your head, like the voice in my head this morning was I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm so yeah. hungry. <laughs> like yeah. I want a banana. I want like, uh, some oatmeal, you know, which is what I yeah. usually eat. So then it's like, a, then the battle in my brain is sort of like, okay, wait a second. But like, if I listen to that voice and I know what I want, but uh, that's the same voice. that's like, make cookies, make, you know, I know. Go bake a, bake a pie. And it's like, once I start saying, I, I love myself no matter what, and I don't need to exercise. I don't even need to diet. Like, you know, it's like, this is who I am. I'm a food writer. I can make all I this. Know. So it feels like a, again, like a snowball rolling down the hill. We're really good at deceiving ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, <clears throat> like even like your thing about like, oh, I'm starving. I want to make cookies, but I'm a food writer. I should be able, it's like, sure like you should and can and do make cookies but like if you haven't eaten anything today and you're starting with cookies like 
is that going to feel good? And it's not even about like, that's a bad food or I shouldn't eat sugar. It's just like, what is true? Mm. What is like in my best, you know, what, what are my best intentions that's going to like set me up to feel good later? But isn't that the impossibility of this whole subject, which is like, nobody knows what's true about how they looked, you know, I mean, I guess it's all about like self-perception again, like that distance between how we think people perceive us and how we perceive ourselves. Cause you know, if, if it was just aesthetic and not just about cholesterol or like mm-hmm. how it feels to exercise, if it was just purely aesthetic. It's like, I think that's ultimately what this is about. It's like the reward. I've always felt like the choice is eat whatever you want. And then you don't like, you don't feel sexy necessarily when you go out or don't, you don't get to eat whatever you want, but you could feel super sexy when you're out in the world. Like that, that always mm-hmm. feels like the dichotomy to me. Mm-hmm. And I know plenty of people who like have made their choice and are on either side of that. Um, but I guess the ultimate goal would prob- probably be balance. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also part of this setup of like, I was thinking before we talked like, Oh, it is such a cultural norm that like you basically binge all Christmas season mm-hmm. and then you restrict once the new year starts and like it's so hard to just it's so not sexy for some reason to just be balanced mm-hmm. like our culture loves like a binge and restrict cycle mm-hmm. like we're like all in it together or something um it's more fun yeah fun. Balance right, it, feels yeah boring. Well, it's like gym memberships go up skyrocket in January. And so, yeah, yeah, you go there and pack. I mean, I was just thinking as you were talking about like the whole, even as a writer, like if I'm on a writing project and it's not going well and I, and like, I I decide to give up on it. um, And then I come back to it. Like, I basically like, to me, it's like not about the, how much you stick to your thing, but it's more about your ability to recover when you get knocked down. Mm. And I think, I think that's like really where I struggle as like, you know, like even with my writing, like I'm working on a novel right now. And so like, I'm having a hard time with like, I'm halfway through and I'm like, Oh, I just want to throw it away. It's like, no, get back on the horse and do it. And it feels like with dieting and exercise, it's the same thing. It's like, Oh God, I just like ate like four dinner parties this weekend. And it's over. Yeah. It's over. I fell off the horse. I'm not going to get back on. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to go visit our mutual friend, Ryan O'Connell in New Orleans at the start of February for Craig's birthday. And, um, already it's like, we're making our dinner reservations. That's going to literally be a week of eating fried food with sauce all over it every night. So it's like, why am I exercising every day now? So again, like, it's like, I, I anticipate falling off the horse, but then it's like, I just have to get back on when I get back. Yeah. It also feels like there's no, there's not a lot of attention to the present moment. Cause you're like, why do something now? If later mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, or if yesterday I did this, like, right. why, why does that cancel out now? Yeah. And I think to the earlier point about how it makes you feel to exercise and eat, I mean, for me, eating lighter does absolutely make me feel better. I can say like right now, because of how heavy I ate just like a week ago or two weeks ago, I would just go to bed and be like, Oh, like, why did I eat that? Like fifth cookie or that giant piece of gingerbread, you know? So, so I think if I just stick to what you're saying, like the right now, it's like, okay, right now, if I eat like a light dinner, which I'm planning to do, I'll probably still feel really light on my feet and, you know, healthy. Whereas 
you know, in a couple of nights, we're, we're going to, oh, actually tomorrow we're going to our Jonathan's house, our friend Jonathan, and uh, we're going to order in and maybe order in pizza. And it's like, okay. And if that happens, like I'll eat that and maybe I'll feel a little overly full. I'll try not to eat too much, but then the next day I'll try to get back on the horse. So it's like, yeah, I'm trying trying to to be in balance Yeah, and not restrict yourself, but also not feel like you're like binging or something. Yeah. I mean, it feels like if this session, if we can call it a session were a test, it feels like where I failed the most, which is not very healthy in terms of therapy, but I just, it would be in worrying about how other people perceive me. But I feel like that's so universal and such a huge part of the human experience that it's like, is it wrong? I mean, isn't there a part of worrying about how other people perceive you that actually is part of our survival and like yeah, baked into us? Of course, of course. Yeah. That's why it's there. But it's in such an extreme that it's mm-hmm. like no longer functional. Like in the way you're talking about, it's not like like the functional ways are like being polite and mm-hmm. not stealing like just like things like that that you'd (laughs) like worry what people would think about you Mm -hmm. um but this is like you know definitely taken further right because ostensibly no matter how you look or how big you are how small you are people should treat you with respect and see you fully as a human and you know but unfortunately yeah unfortunately (laughs) there's a lot of really like cruel truths about our culture which is like smaller is better and like yeah. things are really reinforced so like it is hard to go against that well that's what's so messed up about LA that really screwed me up when I got here and I just I you know I have to be careful about how I talk about this but like in the in the culture of writers and tv people and stuff I find it very interesting that people who are actually very attractive can advance up the ranks um, and it sometimes feels like it could potentially be based on their looks. I've actually had that confirmed by several people about like certain showrunners. These aren't ones that I've worked with, but I've heard of who mm-hmm. like hired someone because they, they were attracted to them or so, you know, it's like, and it's crazy to me because like, I, I, as, as somebody who spent my whole life wanting to be a writer, I always thought as if I just do the work, if I just read, read all the books and like practice my writing and write really well, that's all, that's all that matters. But coming here, it was like, oh, wait. Maybe that's not all that matters. And it's crazy. It's like, it's not even just about like feeling sexy. It's actually just about even professionally, like, does it it's matter if I look good? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know, it's, it's hard to just do, do the work and trust in something that feels so shaky and mm-hmm. so messed up, but like going the other route of being like, okay, well then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to my appearance. It's like, that's also a waste. Yeah, that's interesting. And will do you a lot of harm. Right, to worry so much constantly about, did I achieve the six-pack abs that I've been dreaming about? You know, yeah. But it is funny, like, the ac- I guess what I'm talking about is, like, the access it grants you yeah. to certain pockets of society, which maybe are bad pockets, but those pockets exist nonetheless, you know, whether it's like, and those letting, pockets have deep pockets. Yeah. Yeah. They're very deep pockets. So yeah. It's, and I think LA is a particularly onerous place for that. I think, you know, it does reward people who do choose to like make that important. Um, they get rewarded for it often. Yeah. And, but I think now that social media is everything like it, it all expands beyond the city. 
Mm, that's interesting. So like, it's like have- every, everywhere is the, <laughs> everywhere has access to the same uh, images and mm-hmm. things that are posted. Like it just feels like, uh, like a snowball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which comes back to the idea of being a food writer who has like perfect muscles or not perfect, but like is bulging <laughs> muscles out of their shirt, which there are plenty of, and it's like, wow, like to be able to, you know, yeah, bake a cake and yeah. Yeah, have pecs. I mean, I guess one question I would have for you is like in this time of year with so many people thinking about this, do you notice that a difference between like straight men talking about it, straight women talking about it, gay men talking about it and gay women talk- and anyone in between? But like, do you feel like that those different cultures have different um, issues or do you think they're all sort of <laughs> the same? First of all, I don't talk to straight men. <laughs> I can't oh, you only, oh yeah. You only have, you only have women in your practice. Um, it's like gays, days and she's. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, no, but I think every subset has differences and similarities. Like I think you, you spoke eloquently about like gay male culture. I think that's like kind of a known thing about the like the pressure of what mm-hmm. like the standards of body type are mm-hmm. and and you know for women I think it's it's similar yeah um, which again goes back to me to the patriarchy in terms of power it's like you know it's almost like if 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 society is built in such a way that like sexual prowess gets you access to things it's like well then who has the power and who who doesn't i mean not to get too political about it but it feels like that's an important part of all this too you know yeah yeah and as someone who also this is like disclosing but i had a lot of body changes because i had a baby mm-hmm. so it's like necessita- necessitates a lot of changes to your body and it brings up a lot of questions about like well, it is my body. And what if I want it to look like what it used to look like? Mm-hmm. Like where, like what is problematic in mm-hmm. this? I'm like, where, where does acceptance come in, you know, in contrast to like what I want to look like or what clothes I want to still fit into? Like it's, it's a, it's just like a new phase of life, like new, new mm-hmm. questions and new, like challenges to go through because your body like goes through the biggest transformation possible. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me think about knowing it's hard to know what you want in the face of society in terms of your body. Right. Whose voice is this? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny to like watch, you know, very sophisticated shows like Selling Sunset on Netflix, which I don't know if you watch, but like yeah, they're, they're all praising Christine for losing her baby weight after like three weeks, she comes back in and, like, showing her belly. And it's like, oh my God, like, did you really have a baby three weeks ago? You know, it's like, I'm sure that's really messed up for women, even more than gay men. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's confusing also. Yeah. But yeah, the commentary in that show and the bodies in that yeah. show is I feel like they're all like porn actors mm-hmm. yeah totally all real estate like that's really the vibe for me yeah I mean I'm, I'm thinking a little bit about like that culture on that show which almost feels like borderline republican culture conservative culture because of the way they yeah. value money and yeah, status sure. I see it 
and then versus like the very accepting liberal culture of which I imagine you and I are a part, um, which is like, you know, all shapes, all sizes, all colors, all creeds, like everyone has value and is worthy of value. But it's almost like the language that's used in that other culture seeps its way into liberal culture and it's like nobody wants to acknowledge that that's a way that many view the world and even if we're pretending yeah or are we pretending yeah I mean it's confusing you know it's like yeah I I know I know she's a controversial figure but Lena Dunham to me like I feel like is the lightning rod for so much of this because it's like she puts herself out there and she's got her body and you know she's self-loving but also talks about her issues with her body and and then takes all this hate from people who are like how dare you like wear a bathing suit on your Instagram but then at the same time you know I feel like she's she's almost become like a flashpoint for everything we're talking about in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes yes I love her writing I will say I think she's very talented yeah and so I think there are some who would say bravo Lena Dunham like you are putting yourself out there you love yourself and fuck anyone who has issues with how you look or doesn't think you're beautiful and then there are those who will say ew disgusting like how gross that she's she looks like that and she's wearing a bathing suit and then I think what's probably true is that somewhere in the middle is like where most people probably exist which is like maybe some people see that and they're like oh I don't know if I find that attractive but wait a second that's my own issues with body and like I need to investigate that and actually maybe that is attractive you know it just feels like it's 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 murky it's really murky I think I think we are a very fat phobic society yes it is it's jarring because we don't see bodies that are bigger in bathing suits period we don't see it so it's like shocking when you see images like that Mm -hmm. at first like we're just not used to it it's like we're told like well if your body looks like that to look good you have to hide you have Mm -hmm. to cover it up like you have to wear something flattering yeah you know all this like disguised language that basically is fat phobic and tells people to disappear unless they're tiny Mm -hmm. I mean and also like previous the previous generation it's like my mother and my grandmother I can't help but think of them as just like how how they think about or my grandmother's not with us anymore but like you know that they were always on diets they were always on weight watchers and the you know the the what's the word the something diet um blanking on it but you know whatever Atkins they did they did everything and they were constantly yeah. and, my, and my grandmother would like monitor my mother if she like went for dessert my grandmother would be like you don't need that you don't need that and, it, and this was like a constant thing in my childhood of just like yeah. those diet diets and it's and I guess what I'm I'm bringing it up because there almost seemed to be like a baldness about it or a rawness about it where it's like there was no debate it was there was never a discussion right. of like bigger bad. is beautiful it was just that is bad it is bad to eat dessert if you're a little overweight you know and um and it's so funny like now our generation seems to have gone the maybe the opposite direction where it's like and i don't think that's bad necessarily but just like oh, everything is good you know don't worry about it um, i think that we're grappling with it our yes. generation i think that we're confused and we're like wanting to be like psychologically healthier and more inclusive, but we have so many biases deeply ingrained because of how we were raised. Yeah. Um, that we're just like, tr- we're just like, and and trying to be politically correct on top of it, like yes. that pressure. So we're just like 
walking through, trying not to offend it, trying to do the right thing, but we don't yeah. know what's right. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of like stumbling around happening. I felt that way just now when I was talking about Lena Dunham, I was like, oh God, did I say the wrong thing? Like, did I, and I hope I didn't, but you know, I was, I was trying to showcase those different sides of every you're, human. I would you're going to be canceled. <laughs> oh, believe me. I, I just accepted that at this point, that at some moment I will be canceled. Somebody, we'll everybody gets canceled. canceled. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing that I've been thinking about as you're talking, let me know when you need to go. I know, you know, you're probably running out of time, um, is the idea of sexual attraction. And there seems to be a confluence for me, at least of like what I'm attracted to and how I want to look, mm-hmm. that there needs to be some dialectic between that, that like, you know, if I was attracted to like bears, you know, the gay community, mm-hmm. like bigger guys, then I think I would be much more comfortable being a bear and like being a bigger guy but but for me it's like I tend to you know be more into like skinnier guys you know and so like then therefore like I feel like well then it's reasonable that I should look like the kind of thing that I'm attracted to or does that make any sense it does I wonder how much of it has to do with being a man attracted to men Mm -hmm. what do you mean um because you're like you're identifying with the Mm -hmm. person that you're attracted to more than someone who is attracted to someone with a different gender. Uh, right, right. It's like, I don't, yeah, I, I get that. Like straight women don't necessarily want to look like straight men. <laughs> right. But I do imagine a straight woman who maybe doesn't go to the gym every day, who's attracted to this guy at work who like runs a marathon every week. Um, I might... think attraction is so complicated. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm only bringing it up because it feels like that's an, another unconscious layer of all this is the sex, yeah. p- sex part of it. I mean, sexuality and desire feel like that's a, that's an important element in terms of how our bodies, how we feel about our bodies and, you know, how we want our bodies to be seen and what we see in other bodies, you know? Yes. Yes. Although I think so much of attraction is unconscious and like, doesn't, I think there's a difference between like, feeling comfortable in your body and then feeling Mm -hmm. comfortable being sexual Mm -hmm. I think there's like a I think like that yes but then like who we're physically attracted to and what they physically look like what am I trying to say like I think it's more (laughs) I think it's like more complex than like body composition like I think it's like a lot about our parents, <laughs> you know, yeah. And like, well, you, you are know, a psychologist. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we all want to marry our mothers and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Like it's just, and I think, I think maybe like if we were, if we had less shame, mm-hmm. we might be more open to who we're actually attracted to. Like maybe there's shame about who we're actually attracted to and feeling like, oh, well, I should be attracted to this like ripped. Mm-hmm guy because like that is what's hot and then that Mm -hmm. starts to like condition you but maybe you are attracted to people with all kinds of bodies because of other things like I I don't know or even like liking what they look like even though it's not conventional that's interesting yeah I mean I yeah I know people who are attracted to like quote-unquote daddies who are like in their 20s and it's like that seems to me to be less about body type and much more about some psychological thing going on with like father figures and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, do you feel like we covered the gamut of uh, body eating issues? I'm sure there's a lot more to tackle. Yeah, always. I mean, I think we covered a lot. 
But I guess as a closing thought, do you have yeah. any adv- any advice for people who are trying to lose weight or eat healthier in the new year? Um, be nice to yourself. That's it. Yeah, that's the goal. Be nice to yourself. Think about yourself as if you are maybe not even you, maybe a younger, littler version of you that needs like nourishment and love and not deprivation and cruelty. That's great. Um, and by the way, did you want to mention that you have some slots available? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I have a couple of openings in my practice right now. If you're interested in starting therapy, if you're she, they, or gay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And how, do they, how does everyone find you? Oh, um, drdini.com. You can go to my website, D-R-D-E-A-N-I-E. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Dini. And um, let's eat eat some pasta and cake together sometime soon. Please. I would really love that. All right. Have a great start to your new year. Bye. Bye. Bye.